you are about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Lane. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Federici. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck press kit. The directors. Jason Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is great. This is Mel. Sliz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 72, for Thursday, November 4th, 2010. My wrist is feeling a lot better, um, but people told us that they really liked this new Brady Bunch format, so we're going to stick with it. And we have an amazing episode of Chuck to talk about. First, we got the news. Mel? Our first news item is the ratings for Chuck versus the first fight they're in. And Chuck inched up in that all-important 18 to 49 advertiser demo. Yay, finally! Woohoo! We've been sitting at 1.9 for the last four weeks. And this week it jumped up to 2.0, which is quite a feat to mm-hmm. be doing that in the middle of the season. Yeah. So, awesome. Uh, approximately 5.4 million people tuned in to watch Timothy Dalton, Linda Hamilton, and Anna Gasteyer throw down with our heroes. That is an excellent way to throw to uh, kick off November sweeps, so we're pretty excited. Yep, very much so. Yeah, can't wait to start talking about it. <laughs> well, we had some interesting things going on. Monday morning, we announced the tickets for San Diego Comic-Con 2011 went on sale, but within a few hours of that announcement, their site crashed. Wow. Does that, does that tell you how popular this event is? I'm telling you. Anyway, if they're going to announce on November 8th, they're going to announce when they're going to uh, sell the tickets again. So keep your eyes on ChuckTV.net for that announcement. And when it's announced, have your finger on submit. Just have it, just <laughs> seriously, they go that fast. And, you know, it'd be fun to see all you guys out there. So, yeah. And uh, speaking about websites crashing, um, and many of us have bad experiences with CAPTCHAs. And specifically are going cross-eyed now. And that's because Chuck fans spent the last couple of weeks logging thousands of votes for Chuck to appear on the cover of TV Guide magazine. That poll concluded uh, Monday night. And the winner will be revealed on the December 13th issue of TV Guide, which goes on sale December 6th. So it's pretty cruel, but we have to wait about a month to see the results. But I I just want to personally say... How thankful I am. Um, Chris Fedak actually originally emailed me and asked to to tweet about it to get the fans involved. And I saw people tweeting like my 200th vote, my 300th vote, like people were taking time off work to vote. I mean, crazy dedication by Chuck fans. That's, That's to be expected, though. You know, Chuck fans, they answer the call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I was seeing some people in my Twitter feed letting me know that they had voted, a, you know, a thousand times on Monday was their goal. And, you know, I've already hit 750. And wow. Like, whoa. 
Go soak your hand in some Epsom salts, guys. <laughs> you deserve it. We'll, we'll so. have a, a, a herd of wrist injuries after, after that. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to be alone there, Gray. Yeah. I saw a late tweet come through last night. I was up pretty late last night, and somebody said, I'm just so tired. I can't do it anymore. I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it was like everybody was guilty about going yeah. to bed that last night. Oh, yeah. I don't know that that's something you could call in sick for, though. No. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of dedication, there's a pair of organizations offering Chuck goodies to raise money for charity. The Kenmar Rescue, we've talked about them before. They're um, in L.A. It's one of Yvonne Strahovski's pet projects, no pun intended. That's where she <laughs> adopted her dogs. And speaking of pets, I apologize if my do- my uh, my cat Basil apparently has missed me today. And so he's climbing around back here. So sorry about that, guys. Um Kidmar Rescue is hosting a silent auction at their wine, cheese, and chocolate extravaganza. That's Yum. On 13th. I know. Uh, the event will feature Yvonne Strahovski and Julia Ling. Plus, you can bid on a basket of Chuck goodies, including the Season 3 DVD, a black t-shirt, orange shoelaces they're with Chuck on them, and signed photos of the cast. You can also bid on signed Chuck posters. They're going to have three different posters there signed by Chuck cast members. So, Tickets to the event, I believe, are still available at their website, which is KenmarRescue.org. And uh, we encourage you guys to check that out if you're going to be in the vicinity. I know um, it's the weekend after Chuck Fest, so if any of you guys are still around, you might want to check that out. Also, ZacharyLeviFan.com is hosting a fundraiser for Operation Smile, which is Zachary Levi's charity of choice. And you can donate through their CrowdRise page, and you'll be entered to win a prize pack. That's This one's huge. Um, it's all three seasons of Chuck on DVD. The, wow. There's nerd machine shirts, buy more items like the mug and magnets and a bunch more. It's a huge prize pack. So visit ZacharyLeviFan.com for more details and to donate. Um, every time you donate through CrowdRise, um, the link's on their website. You are entered to win. Very cool. Those sound really neat. Yeah. Well, here's some news I've been really, really excited about. And Mm -hmm. we've been seeing the commercials and the previews and trailers for it all through Chuck when we were watching Chuck last night. Zachary Levi voices Flynn opposite Mandy Moore's Rapunzel in Disney's new animated film, Tangled. I'm so excited about this show, this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can hear the, the two sing, the two Mandy and Zachary sing duet from the soundtrack. It's posted on ChuckTV.net. And the movie opens November 24th, so just in time for Thanksgiving weekend. I'm there. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. I I have to confess, I didn't see the squeakquel. No, I didn't either. But this one, you know, and I I listened to that song. I I knew that he could sing, but he was really good. Yeah. And apparently he's pretty good with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. If you watch the Disney Channel, <laughs> <laughs> Disney three two five or something like that. I just watched it only about an hour ago. It was on. He was on with the Mandy Moore and a couple of the other kids. Uh huh. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, I love that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, it was Halloween this week, and uh, we've asked people to send in their Halloween costumes for the podcast. And uh, we got some really, really cool ones. I- I'm going to put a- put one of me, first of all, um, even though it's not actually a Chuck costume, I, I do want to say um, it's legitimately here because it's kind of a, the-, the whole story of Greatest American Hero, if you remember, it was kind of a nerdy guy 
who was endowed with special abilities and had to fight terrorists and and federal crimes and stuff. So it kind of goes along the theme of Chuck being a nerdy guy having powers and fighting terrorists and stuff. But yeah, he was a Chuck character. Yeah, he was. Yep. And and we're also going to roll a whole bunch of other photos that uh, that fans sent in. Thank you so much for sending in these photos of uh, of not just uh, Chuck uniforms, but pumpkins you'll see here in the podcast and uh, some really, really neat stuff. I, I don't know about you guys, but I just have a lot of fun dressing up for Halloween. We don't dress up, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, one, one year I went as a girl with orange socks. Uh-huh. You know, this year I went as office worker. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when, kind uh... of in the Jim Halpert school of costumes for how <laughs> well it's um when when you have young kids they just mm-hmm. beg you to dress up so might as well do something that uh, that's fun yeah, yeah. my yeah. kids dressed up for the first time but it was actually it was for another event before halloween but um we had we had some good times on saturday we went out took the kids around and they don't go trick-or-treating they've never gone trick-or-treating oh really so was, no they've yeah. never gone and uh, we do other things. We have a tradition that we do every year, but um, which they actually love. But this year we couldn't do it. So they went around and my son comes running up to me after about an hour of this. He comes running up to me, mom, candy, and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter honestly came home with a heavy bag, like for me, a heavy bag of candy. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And and actually, the funny thing, going back to the greatest American hero, is um, only the old people recognized my costume. <laughs> <laughs> like kids, no way. But uh, yeah. th- there were uh, a group of uh, old people walking along. Like I'm talking fifties, and and they pointed at me. They were laughing. They started singing the song. That made it all worthwhile. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, you're gonna owe me some M and M's. Uh huh. Yeah. Calling 50 old people. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> that was Halloween. And now that Halloween's done, I'm sure you can see that Christmas stuff is already in the stores. And uh, if you're thinking about doing some early Christmas shopping, I wanted to give you some ideas. And that is that, I don't know if you noticed, but Amazon.com and Amazon.ca both recently lowered their shipping rates so that... Um, uh, now, if you have an order of only $25, you get free shipping. And so when you think about it, I know one of the worst things about Christmas shopping is fighting the crowds and fighting for parking and and trying to get through the traffic. It, it can make Christmas not so fun. And so why not order from Amazon.com and Amazon.ca, but first go to the ChuckPodcast.com site and get the link. Anything you buy at Amazon.com or .ca can help the podcast, and we'd love it if you would. Also, I've recently expanded um, the Chuckazon is not just for for the U.S., but also for Canada now. So there's a Chuckazon Canada link at ChuckPodcast.com, and there's also a whole bunch of new sections at Chuckazon, not just Chuck DVDs, but there's also a TV on DVD section with some great deals on on. Um, box sets for TV shows that are of interest to Chuck fans, and also uh, movies that uh, that might be of interest to Chuck fans. There's also a section for iPods and Kindles and a whole bunch of other stuff that you might find neat. And at any time that you're at Chuck is on, at any time, if you want to continue your order 
on the main Amazon site, just click on the Amazon.com or the Amazon.ca link on the sidebar, and you'll go to the main site, but you will still carry your, your Chuckazon stuff with you, and anything you buy at that point still helps us. So a lot of people were, were tweeting and emailing because they were confused about that. You absolutely can shop on the whole site, and it still helps us out and helps you out because you don't have to pay that gas and parking and fighting the traffic and mobs for Christmas time. That's right cool. on. And, you know, they usually have their prices lower than what you'd even get at Walmart. So. Yeah. yeah, I've found some crazy yeah. deals at uh, Amazon. Yeah. Although, as a person who works at an independent local bookstore, I would encourage you to still get your books at your local independent bookstore. Mm -hmm. But your DVDs? Eh. <laughs> Go to Chuckazon. Get a deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very cool. And uh, I have no idea how to segue appropriately. <laughs> so let's just say that this week's episode of Chuck... Uh, Chuck versus the first fight, uh, written by our favorites Rafe Judkins and Lauren LaFranc, um, was awesome. A lot of people are saying it's one of their favorites of the whole series. Oh, um, yeah. Top Tim three for sure. Yeah. 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 Timothy Dalton. Oh, my goodness. What do you guys think? <laughs> I'm so glad you guys finally got to see this. I'm so glad it finally aired. Yeah. Uh, that twist that he was Volkov. Yeah. I've known that since the set visit, and I couldn't tell anybody. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just been, and so I haven't been participating. I've, I've had a couple of people um, private message me or email me and say, you know, why aren't you participating in many of the discussions in the forum? This is why. Because <laughs> I was afraid I was going to spill something, and it yeah. was just too good. It was too good. Well, and, and the thing is, like, I, I thought there was a twist coming. Um, and, and okay, the, like in the beginning with the, the sweater and, and him being so klutzy, I thought, I mean, this this is hilarious. I, I love the alias line and the airplane and, and just <laughs> everything about him was hilarious. And I thought, okay, there's a twist coming. Like he's going to be this expert MI6 agent or something. Yeah. Um, and, and really he's just faking that he's clumsy. But I had no idea that that was Volkov. I had no clue. I thought that was his character. Yeah. Like. The beautician and the beast, mm -hmm. kind of goofy. After a while, he got kind of goofy. But yeah. when he came, they show that shot of him starting from the shoes oh, yeah. going up. And he's in the suit. I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I I was blown away. I And I couldn't believe it with the accent and everything. I couldn't believe it. I thought, wow. I you couldn't have. I don't know. I, I can't say. This is my favorite. Uh, from all three seasons, this is my favorite, top favorite episode. Wow. I have to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just everything. I loved everything about it. Um, mm -hmm. The the score playing in the background, the fight scenes were awesome and funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, um, mixing their fight in the middle of fighting the bad guys was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fight within the fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. It, I was, it was brilliant. Linda Hamilton, I just, she was just so amazingly wonderful in this mm -hmm. episode. Um, I was watching her when she was talking with Ellie and her facial expressions were just so, um, I don't, I was in tears. Mm -hmm. I, I was crying. Yeah. I, I couldn't, we were in chat. I couldn't even, I couldn't <laughs> see the keyboards. <laughs> I gave I up. And and then she gets the letter, and we have Scott Bakula giving the voiceover. That's oh, when yeah. I lost it. Yeah, I yeah. was I was done there. But 
Yeah, that was amazing. And I was thinking about it later that I think that Mary Bartowski had prepared herself to deal with Chuck. So she was able to be, she was able to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And she knew she had to, as, as we could see, her mission was to make sure that Volkov did not know that Chuck was her son. And, you know, she had a couple of things that she was trying to take care of here, but she wanted to keep him safe and keep Ellie safe. And she was going to do that by dealing with Charles Carmichael, Charles Carmichael, who is not her son. And so she had herself prepared for that. And then she first encounters Morgan. Mm-hmm. And you see a little bit of her reserve crumble there. And and then she talks with Ellie. And, you know, you really saw the the mom that we saw in that flashback. Mm-hmm. You really saw her there. But then as soon as she walks out, as soon as Casey came in, which I thought was a really sweet scene, too. He was so very gentle about it. Mm-hmm. As soon as he came in to get her and they went out, bam, she's right back into spy mode. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a shutter. You could kind of see the the door shut on whatever she was doing with Ellie so that yeah. she could be the spy again. Well, and, and I know we've talked a lot about Yvonne Strahovski's ability to, ability to act just with her face in, the, in those <laughs> subtle expressions. And I, I think we have another one with yeah. uh, Mama B. I mean, she is excellent at that. Yeah, she. I, I liked how she connected with Ellie. It wasn't a big hug and, oh, I'm so sorry. It was right away talking about a memory, mm-hmm. a memory that was precious to her. And yeah. that's how they connected. And a memory that actually was a direction. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was and, and very clever. And that was neat. I mean, we had a couple of of uh, of neat things at the end with that that car, beautiful car, by the way. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and and that thing underneath, and then the, uh, I, I mean the with the whatever thing that flashed to Chuck. Now, what do you guys think about that? Because I was just gonna ask you. She she says something really weird there. Your father didn't think you were ready for this, or something. She says your father never wanted you to see this. Oh, never wanted you to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we saw in the flashback at the end of season three that Chuck kind of stumbled on the intersect, the first intersect, mm-hmm. and intersected himself. And Stephen comes in and he's upset. And then we saw in season two when we first meet. Stephen and he finds out that Chuck is intersected. He is working to help him de-intersect. Mm-hmm. So, and then when he returns in season three and finds out that not only is Chuck re-intersected, but he's the intersect 2.0, he's very disappointed mm-hmm. in that. So my take on the reason they had her say that was to let us, the audience know that this was something that, that she was not de-intersecting him. She was adding something. Hmm. So I think my take on it was that she was adding something. It was some sort of an upgrade using a PlayStation Pro. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. So she was adding something to the intersect, but he doesn't know how to access it yet. Right. Because now, my, my thought initially when she did that was she was turning him into a bad guy or something. Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think so now, but it was it was like, boy, what like, is she this evil person and she's turned him to evil? But it kept you guessing the whole episode. Didn't yeah. They? And, you know, in last week's episode and then this week's episode, just back and forth and back and forth. And the thing is that she Linda Hamilton plays good and bad so well that mm-hmm. I honestly, I still don't have a clue. I yeah. mean, she may be. 
a bad, she may be a villain, but with a soft spot for her children. Mm -hmm. Or she may be be a good guy in a terrible situation and she's just trying to make the best of it. Yeah, I I was thinking um, because I was convinced that that she was actually going to turn out to be a bad guy uh, until until the end there when she slipped the um, the blade to to Sarah. But it makes me think, though, if she has to play that part the way she does for Volkov, how dangerous is this guy? Mm -hmm. She obviously knows what he can do, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. And here we have Chuck, who's just spent 123 miles in the back of the sheep truck, <laughs> telling Volkov all about his relationship with Zara. Oh, my goodness. So I don't think that Mama Bartowski knows this, but it has to be a good thing that he thinks that Chuck and Sarah are dead. Otherwise, mm-hmm. look at all the leverage he now has Yeah, over though, Chuck, because that's how she feels about how he feels about Sarah. Yeah, though uh, he doesn't know that she's his mother oh which is huge and very that important. was that's a strong mark in mary bartowski's favor yeah for being a, a good guy <laughs> girl yeah. woman yeah oh yeah. i mean super super episode um for setting up the future and and all these questions and and a great episode to leave for a two week break. As much as as much as we don't want a two week break, oh. this is the kind of episode to leave on for a two week break. Yeah. yeah. The one And that- how about that scene with Morgan in the earpiece? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard in that one. You know, you you could see it coming. You knew it was going to happen, but you, know, you could still. You're just like, oh, come on, Morgan. No. Yeah. When, when the bartender <laughs> refills his the water, water. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, oh my goodness. He yeah. I just loved how he just couldn't stop talking with Chuck and then, <laughs> you know, asking him what's on the menu, what's their special. <laughs> not not here to eat, Morgan. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many fantastic lines in this episode. I think my favorite, though, is, ooh, tiny weapon standoff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, the night before on Sunday night, I had a dream that I had suddenly grown a unibrow and I couldn't find any tweezers. <laughs> and I woke up in the morning and I was like, what in the world? What kind of a dream is this? And then I realized, oh, well, of course, it's because of the Chuck episode. Because Anna Gasteyer had, had told us about, she was in full makeup when we interviewed her. <laughs> she just given us, it was, she was not coming right out and saying it, but it was pretty obvious what the, uh, the, tiny instrument of torture was going to be <laughs> so. oh that was yeah. hilarious so yeah that was my uh apparently i was really really anxious to see this episode my subconscious wanted it to happen uh-huh. but i wanted to share it with you guys also um i tweeted from the set that i'd just seen a blooper moment and i couldn't say what it was mm-hmm. but now that the episode has aired of course i can in that scene where they're they're um sarah and Mary and um, Tuttle and Chuck are rain- running from behind the pillar around the little balustrade, the little um, uh, railing, mm-hmm. and then go dipping behind, uh, hiding behind that first. I don't know what you call these things in a bank. You know, I do online online baking now, so I don't know what this <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, those tall tables where you make out your deposit slips and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to run behind that one, so they were practicing that. And she was still in handcuffs. Lindy Hamilton was in handcuffs still, but she was in her stocking feet 
because they were just rehearsing. Mm-hmm. And they come, and it's a tight squeeze because this is a real bank. This isn't a set that's built to accommodate this kind of action and the cameras and everything. So it's it's a tight squeeze to get them around through that little opening and then behind this uh, desk, let's call it. And so they had done it a couple of times, and she's got this long hair that keeps falling forward, mm-hmm. and she's supposed to scoot in between Sarah and Tuttle. And the third time they did it, she tripped right over Timothy Dalton, face plant. <gasps> Oh yeah on and this is a marble floor yeah she face plants Ow. and then she comes up cracking up she was laughing so <laughs> and the rest of us are like oh my gosh she just break her nose oh. and she was laughing so hard and, uh. yeah, and she they they had to you know try it again and she the second time the time after that that they tried it she she couldn't stop laughing and you know everybody started cracking up she couldn't uh-huh. she couldn't she was laughing so hard but that was My the blue girl. Yeah. That was that's a pro right there. I mean, there was no padding or anything. And she she took a hard hit, but she came up laughing and went right for it again. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> nope. it, it really looks like she's enjoying it. And um I can't remember where I saw an interview with her about it, but the the way she's talking, she she just loves working on this show. Really does. She was when we were talking to her, it was obvious just watching her that she was really excited about it, really happy about it. And then we asked her about it and, and she was just like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this too. You know, at that point they hadn't had the extra episode pickup. We asked her, you know, how many episodes are you going to be in? And she said, you know, at this point it's between four and seven. They, you know, they don't know for sure, but I'm hoping we get, you know, they get the back nine pickups so I can Mm -hmm. be in the rest of those. And then another 10 seasons. And (laughs) I I really hope they don't kill her off. I mean, oh, me too. That's what she was saying too. She's like, I just don't kill me in this episode. Just don't kill me in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So she's in it for the long haul. If the, you know, if they'll have her, she's in. Well, she's such a mysterious character. You can tell that they can just pull layer after layer after layer out of it and and still have more to, to, to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's 20 years of her life that we don't know about, not to mention the time before that. Mm-hmm. She was a spy and a mom and a wife. What yeah. was going on there? And how did she meet Stephen Bartowski? Now, that's my that's a quibble that I have with this episode, and it's minor. Mm-hmm. But in an episode that was darn near perfect, why did we cut to music? When she was talking to Ellie, I wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear that story. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah. I wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So mean. Well, I, it, I mean, you know that. Like the the impression I got is she told Ellie a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that it was to you know simulate the passing of time, but I was sitting there going, "No, turn down <laughs> the volume. I want to hear." Yeah. You're saying that'll be on the DVD. I hope. <laughs> extra or something yeah <sighs> but also in that scene we had sarah sitting there listening mm-hmm. and you know, like we said earlier yvonne can do so much with just a facial expression yeah and she she was looking awfully wistful that was what i thought and i kind of was yeah. hoping that get some mention of her own mother mm-hmm. but we yeah see that's not what i thought i i kind of thought that she was looking like you know, because she still doesn't trust Mama Bartowski at all. And she's I, she just totally has it fixed in her head that she's the bad guy. So mm-hmm. I kind of it seemed to me like she was feeling bad for Ellie, you know, that she knew what this woman was. 
and she knew that this woman wasn't going to stay around. And, you know, I don't know. I just think that the friendship between her and Ellie is such that she might have felt a little protective. That's mm-hmm. the way I saw it. Interesting. What yeah, do you I, think, Greg? I, I, get, I get that sense from her, too, that, that she still sees Mama B as a threat to the most important thing in her life. Hmm. Interesting. And she, she's That's... cautiously changing that op- opinion, slowly changing that opinion, but still, I think she sees her as a threat. Yeah. Yeah, I think at that point she did still see her as a threat, but it seemed to me that she was softening towards her. That mm-hmm. she was starting to... She was listening to Mary Bartowski explaining. I'm having such a hard time just calling her Mary. Yeah. She was listening to her explaining to Ellie what what had happened, what had transpired to cause her to leave. And maybe she was starting to feel like, okay, I can relate to that. You know, I'm a spy. I'm a woman. I have loved ones. Mm-hmm. I can relate to a situation where I have to make a difficult choice. I mean, we just saw her do it for three years. Um. That that was my take on it, that she was feeling just maybe a little bit of a softening towards her and maybe a little bit wistful to be watching this emotional um, reunion between a mother and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but and- you guys think she was being cynical. <laughs> <laughs> a little. Well, you're cynical slash wistful, like wistful at yeah. look, looking at, I mean, as, as dysfunctional as... The Bartowski family was. It was still more of a family than she had. Well, that's true. Yeah. So guardedly wistful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guardedly wistful. <laughs> and and um, I I just loved Ellie in this episode. I think yeah. it was it was great to have her have so much more screen time and just involvement in the story. And and uh, and now, what did you guys think about that thing in the car? Like, what on earth could that be? I have no I idea. A, I think it's a backup of all of his files. You think? Yeah, That's somebody my... was somebody was saying that if Papa B was so smart that wouldn't he have scanned yeah. all that all those files somewhere? He has to have a backup. I mean, he was paranoia personified. Mm-hmm. There, he would not have had a one single repository for all of that data. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which would then mean that Mama Bartowski knew about it, and she wants Chuck to have the information. I see. I see. So that's why she was okay with blowing up the the base, because she and knew everything was backed home. up, and she provided the way for Ellie to find it. Exactly. Oh, she, that would make she sense. She made sure Chuck and Sarah could get out, and she made sure that he would have access to the information that she had just destroyed. Hmm. Very cool. That's my guess. And I should say, you know, guys, at this point, I'm pretty much spoiler free. I don't have any advanced knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm for the, I mean, I got a couple of little things, but nothing really important. Well, I can say cool. that so I'm, I'm, speculating, I'm spoiler free. really speculating. Yeah. It's purely speculating at this point. So, uh-huh. well, I'm spoiler free. Yeah. Yeah. I am always <laughs> spoiler <Yes>. free. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see that whole car thing. And I, I hope they drive that car in the show. It's just a cool car to look at. Isn't it great? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. red, white, and blue. Did you guys notice that? Oh, I didn't notice that. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's got blue leather seats and then it's red with the white racing stripes. Uh, uh he's turning into the greatest American hero. Yeah. <laughs> I wish my parents would give me a car like that. No, right? 
Yeah. Um, Full of top secret intel under the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a couple of minor things. Uh, Morgan, I thought was was great in this episode. I love the fact that he's growing in his confidence and that people are taking him more seriously. Mm-hmm. As much as he's mm-hmm. still the butt of jokes, they still treat him with more respect now, which is great. I think. I like that he was the one that cracked Mama Bartowski. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not great with the actual spy stuff, as we saw with the earpiece. <laughs> but when it comes to interacting with people and with knowing how to get what he wants from somebody, he's he's able to do it. You know, even if it's Casey and he's we're having our first fight, you know, and he kind of keeps battering <laughs> at him till. Casey says, you know, come on, you don't have to stay in the van. Yeah. And Morgan, well, that's, yeah. See, Morgan knows him well enough to know that that's an apology. Mm-hmm. I think that's his gift. I think that's Morgan's gift is that he's, he's, he has these people skills and they maybe aren't quite as tactful or smooth as we would like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but in the end, he really does have extraordinary knowledge of how to handle people. Yeah. Well, and he also has that mind that's full of that useless information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just he's he's a well of knowledge and he can just pull it up at, you know, whenever he needs it. So that coupled with the way he could, you know, his his people skills um, makes him better at, you know, I think that that's his strength. And the gadget thing is just as much as he thinks they're cool. Uh, they're just not going to be they're just not they're going to be a going to be a, a block that he's going to trip over all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, w- it was just a throwaway, but when um, when Chuck walked into the castle and there was all, all those random agents oh. there, Tom and Jerry. And uh-huh. <laughs> and who was the third one? Um, um, oh, it was somebody else from a, a 60s show. Oh. Um, I can't remember the name, but there was a third one. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. I think he was totally making up names, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think those were their real names. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, I'm ginger, little... ginger. Yes, ginger, Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. You know, those are the pop culture references that we've come to expect from yeah. the show. But how do you guys feel about having so many other people down in Castle? I mean, it's kind of been a secret hideaway, yeah. secret base, and now it's not so secret. Well, I, I mean, I, I I like the fact that it gives opportunities for. Say for instance, you can you can legitimately have a fight down there, um, yeah. and and involve other agents. Um, it it gives a kind of a bigger feeling to it, and also it gives an excuse. I I know one comment that came was that at the Buy More, um, all of a sudden it looked like all of the CIA presence was gone, and they they thought, oh, we set it up to be this CIA base. All of a sudden, where are they? Well, they've just moved downstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh right, so it's less obvious that yeah. they're, yeah, because it was too efficient and beautiful before. <laughs> you still, know, it kind of makes stuff. it more believable too. I mean, you can't just have this little nucleus, this little core of people running operations like this. Mm-hmm. You know, right? You, the natural order, the natural process would be that other people would come on board, especially with um, Beckman. You know, behind these people, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure she's, you know, she's sending them in there to help where where they need they can't they it's only four or five people they can't do it by themselves yeah i guess i'm just not used to realism on my show (laughs) (laughs) at least not in the spy aspect yeah well tom and jerry and ginger 
like it just it went by so fast but you know that what i love about chuck and somebody said this on on twitter was that there are so many little tiny details like that that make rewatching so fun yeah oh we we missed the uh we didn't talk about morgan and sarah's little scene oh yeah I was just thinking that I was remembering that as I was watching that the first time, I was thinking, my goodness, they're exchanging this dialogue quickly. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're bam, bam, bam. But that was that was a very funny scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Morgan, don't put your hand on my chest. Yeah, don't put your hand on my chest. And how fast uh, her shoe got to his throat. Yes. Ah, killer heels, baby. <laughs> wow. I've always awful. wondered why, why spy women wear high heels, and I guess this is why. Mm-hmm. The stilettos, the yeah. nasty stilettos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her re- her realization that Chuck has talked to Morgan and Ellie <laughs> about this and not her. And she's yeah. like, but Chuck wants to talk about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I have to say, think how worried everybody was about this fight. And uh, Oh, the fans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. masterfully they made it a fun thing. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, someone Cody- had posited on the, I think it was on the forum a few days before the episode aired. Someone said, you know, I get the feeling that this fight's a bigger deal in the fans' minds than it is in the characters' minds, and they mm-hmm. were spot on. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I knew because I had seen them filming. What I had seen them filming was when they were fighting within the fight. Mm-hmm. That's I was watching that, and then the whole, you know, that's not fair, and you talk to everybody else, and <laughs> and that. Those are the parts that I had seen, mm. and I was pretty sure it was towards the middle of the episode. So I thought, you know, I, I really don't think this fight's going to be as big a deal as everybody thinks it is. But since I didn't know, you know, the ending of the episode, I couldn't just say it's not a big deal, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well, glad to know, see that it turned it, out to be not so much. It wasn't a huge relationship issue. Yeah. No, but you know what? It's going to happen. Yeah. You know, couples fight. It, it's how they, you know, get used to each other. It's how they learn to be together. Come on, mm-hmm. give them that. Yeah. yeah. And it was done in a way that was amusing and appropriate. Yeah. I, um, it, it helped kind of move the relationship along while we were having this huge uh, progress in the spy storyline and the mm-hmm. mythology. That's how I like to see them dealing with relationship issues. I mean, I've enjoyed the season so far. This, I think, is my favorite season to date. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I hesitate to say that because to get to this point, you have to have had everything else that's happened. Yeah. So it just kind of feels weird to say this is my favorite because if we hadn't had season one, then we wouldn't be here. But um, this has been a phenomenal season that creatively, I mean, the new writers have just been, holy crap. Oh, yeah. yeah. No worries. Out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, and so, but we, you know, we've dealt with so many relationship issues in the first four or five episodes of the season that it's nice to now see the spy storyline coming to the fore, but we don't lose the Chuck and Sarah storyline. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, some people, I, I heard some people say that, that Chuck is no longer the most interesting part of the show. I, I don't agree. I, I think they're very well servicing a lot of characters and it's still about Chuck. And, yeah. and I, I haven't minded any of it. Like you, when when you get to this point in the story, you have to 
get a little bit more into this character, a little bit more into that character. And and you're going to have an episode that's all about Casey and you're going to have an episode that's all about Sarah and you're going to have an episode that's all about Morgan. And I like that. I mean, it gives more depth to, to the story. Yeah. Well, think how boring it would be if week to week, you know, we were the f- focused on one character. Mm-hmm. Um, same going back to the couples that the first fight, you know, how boring would it be if we saw, you know, Actually, how sickening would it be if we saw Chuck and Sarah every single week? Oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nobody yeah. does that. No. Yeah. And, you know, in order to get to know our central character better, we do need to get to know the other people in his life mm-hmm. in order to see him from all angles. We need to see him not just as Chuck, but as the boyfriend and the colleague and the brother and the best friend and now the son, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to see him in all these different ways to really understand the character. Absolutely. Yeah. Plus he's surrounded by interesting people and I would like to know more about them too. Yeah, that's true. And now I, 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 I just got this thought and I don't want anybody to read into this because I don't know advanced spoilers, but I just had a thought whenever they, any show raises the stakes, they kill off a character and I don't want them to kill off any character that they've got going on right now. Like I hope they bring in a new character in the next couple of episodes. So they can kill that character off. <laughs> don't kill the ones we have. The red shirt guy. Oh, yeah. The red shirt it. guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you know, even Timothy Dalton's character, he was amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. So, Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see him now as Volkov. Um, some of the people in the forum have dubbed him Tuttlecoff. <laughs> <laughs> he was so fantastic as as Tuttle and then turning into Volkov. Mm-hmm. I I find myself hoping that he's going to be a villain for a long, long time. There's oh, so yeah. much story to mine there, don't you think? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, oh, please stay around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, so, he's nice to look at. Uh, so great. Yeah, that's Great job, Rafe Judkins and Lauren LeFranc. Yay! Yeah. Much very, applause for them. That was sensational. Yeah. Very, very good episode. And I can't wait for the next one. Man, and Honeymooners was one of my favorites for the whole series. <laughs> like, they're just yep. batting them out of the park. They are. They were not kidding when they said that they love the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it shows. Mm-hmm. And now we want to thank our sponsors, IELabs.com, makers of award-winning ActionBlue AVCHD conversion software, which offers full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips from the newest iPhone 4. You can get your free trial of the software at IELabs.com. We also want to thank MovieMorons.com for supporting Check Versus the Podcast. Movie Morons is a podcast all about film. So if you are inclined to find out what movies you should be watching this fall, check out moviemorons.com and syrianjunkies.de. We want to thank them for supporting us as well. Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serien Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you. And we're back. And so uh, that's almost all we have for this episode. But uh, uh, as many exemptions are happening, 
Um, Chuck is not going to be airing next week, and so we will also not have a podcast next week. But we will be back the following week with plenty of Chuck goodness. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss it next week, though. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But remember, if you have any, if you have any questions or comments to share, please email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Be sure to join us on Monday, chucktv.net on Monday, November 15th at 8, 7 central for the live chat during the new episode of Chuck. We have tons of fun in there. Mm-hmm. Really do. And I'm glad now that the voting for the TV Guide cover is over because it was hard to watch the episode and vote at the same time. <laughs> All those captures. Try watching, voting, tweeting, and chatting. Oh, man. That was crazy. I had to watch it again. Yeah. Had to. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> had to. It was so hard. I, you know, I finally gave up the last 10 minutes. I, I had to just leave the chat because I just, I couldn't do it all anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see what they've got November 15th. And now we've got consecutive episodes, the 15th, the 22nd, and 29th, and then that's it till January. That's what it looks like. Um, looking out at the schedule, I don't have a confirmation yet from NBC that we'll have three in a row in November, but we'll have at least two. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have we'll be on hiatus for the holidays in December, which is normal. Yeah. And then we'll be back. Um, I expect like the second Monday in January. Yeah. Yeah. And so because uh, they've got to fit those. I mean, they still have a bunch of episodes they've got to air. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I can't wait and to be paired up. Um. So so Mondays uh, is is going to be with the Cape, is it, or or what is going to be with it on Mondays? We don't know. We don't know because NBC also gave the event and Chase full season orders. So oh, okay, so it could be just the event still, which could I'm be. loving the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty excited to see that full full season pickup. Yeah, very cool. Well, that's all we've got before spoilers. So you know the drill. You can pull your headphones out. You can pause or stop the podcast now if you don't like the spoilers. But if you do, stick with us. We got them. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Mel, what have you got for us? Well, we have the synopsis for episode 408, which is the one that airs on November 15th. It's Chuck versus the fear of death. Ooh. I know. <laughs> the synopsis reads, Chuck fears that a major loss may end his spy career and his relationship with Sarah. I think Uh-oh. you know what that is. Um, he's, it guess so that stars uh, Rob Riggle, Summer Glau, and Richard Chamberlain. And afraid that his latest setback is driving a wedge between him and Sarah, Chuck resolves to prove himself by going on a dangerous mission with the overeager Agent Rye, who's played by Rob Riggle. Meanwhile, Morgan and Casey scramble as the Biomorons attempt to under- uncover the true identity of Greta, played by Summer Glau. Vixa High, Scott Krensky, and Benita Friedrichi also star. So this is gonna, it looks like we're going to have a buy more spy plot woven in again. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I uh, can't wait to see Summer Glow. Yeah. Oh, and we already know that she and Adam Baldwin have scenes together, so there should be some Firefly crossover. I just, I gotta wonder if she and, well, I guess Linda Hamilton's not in this episode, so there's mm. no, no chance of a Terminator crossover. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, she's she's just crazy talented. I I loved her in uh, the 4400, mm-hmm. um, and loved her in Terminator: Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, 
now I I doubt we're going to get that reunion. Well, not a reunion exactly, but a, a reunion of characters in that universe uh, with Mama B. But uh, she's she's just super super talented. Yeah, it's going to be good to see her. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Well, episode four hundred nine is Chuck versus Phase Three. And the short synopsis is Sarah, Chuck, Morgan, and Casey head to the jungles of Southeast Asia when the Belgian, played by Richard Chamberlain, uh, tries to learn more about the intersect. Ellie and Awesome try to decipher a secret um, her father had left behind. So more more putting together of the puzzle there by, by Ellie. Mm. Pretty excited. And Richard Chamberlain, come on. Yeah. Very well, interesting you know, stuff. I think we have a clue there about what's happened with Chuck because if the Belgian is trying to learn more about the intersect then somebody's got to have the intersect right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so, uh, and so I guess I'm just guessing that um, that's the episode when Ellie and Awesome discover what's in the car and so I'm guessing that Chuck would not have seen that by that point that's my speculation mm-hmm. yeah yeah And, you know, there was a really excellent speculation. We've been wondering ever since they threw out the fact that Ellie was a neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. We've been wondering, you know, how does that, that can't be coincidence, no matter what they won't tell us in the interviews, that can't be coincidence that she's a neurosurgeon, that her area, her expertise is neuroscience. And here's Chuck with the intersect in his head. So there's been speculation that this is maybe how Ellie's going to be really brought into the spy storyline mm. is she's going to, she's going to have all this data that has, somehow pertains to the intersect. And then she'll find out what's, you know, that Chuck has the intersect in his head and she'll be able to be kind of his cue. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Interesting. Ooh. Hoping. Yeah. Very, very cool. Wow. And uh, our last spoiler is episode 412, which I, again, I said this last time, I love the fact that 12 is still only halfway. I know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> airing in January is titled Chuck versus the Gobbler. No and, idea what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I, the only, since it's not going to be Thanksgiving, the only thing I could come up with was maybe they're at some sort of a, competitive food eating contest mm-hmm. i i got nothing yeah and chuck I hope not. And is able to eat 100 hot dogs oh yeah. no no oh. no no <laughs> although <laughs> we did just there. see him in the back of a truck with sheep so uh, it could be an actual turkey <laughs> at uh, this point be. now something we didn't mention was volkov holding that that lamb that lamb don't oh. mention mint jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. And it went a long way to causing people to think that he was, you know, the cuddly, bumbling, Chuck season one type character. Yeah. 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 So uh, I guess that's all we've got for the next two weeks. You'll, you'll see us uh, two weeks from now. And uh, I do want to remind you, um, if you haven't gotten your November vote in at Podcast Alley. We are still uh, looking for votes there. Uh, you can help support us that way and do watch on Blip TV. Um, that helps us too. So yep. until next time, thanks for watching. We'll see you then. See you later, Chucksters. Bye.